Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adel Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host as always, Adel Marcy, and today we're sponsored by our very good friends over at purelyhosting.com slash Adel, and we're also sponsored by also yoursocialvoice.com.au. Now, our guest today is the, the one and only Kim Barnett, who, if you actually don't know, is that Kim that right? Is it Barnett or Barnett? It's Barrett. Barrett. Yeah. Oh, the fuck am I so sleepy? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. It's Kim Barrett, and I'm an idiot. This is what happens usually when you do podcasts to Sally. I'm not even going to edit this. But yeah, pretty much. His, <laughs> we got Kim Barrett, who I've already insulted by getting his name wrong. Um, he's on the show today, and he's actually... Uh, well, he's got a very interesting story in his own right, because I remember reading this much. You actually started off your business not too long ago. Um, well, I say started off, you more or less kind of went from zero to, like profitable uh well six figures in a very short space of time considering like most entrepreneurs get six figures after like two three years you yeah. did it in 12 months if i remember correctly yeah that's it i pretty much started in january this year so it's december now so yeah just ticked over 12 months holy crap well under 12 months you just did just under 12 months i mean we're midway through uh december when we're recording this so you've kicked a crap load of ass i mean your background was corporate right yeah, corporate. I uh, went to university, went into uh, some big companies, and yeah, it just wasn't for me. Dude, that is so fucking awesome. So, like, what was it that you actually did as a corporate, like, in, in the corporate world? Um, I did a couple of things. So, I worked at an accounting firm, uh, setting up companies and trusts and super funds. Uh, then, I worked as a general manager of an IT company, and then I worked as an international uh, trader in grain and um, also managing Forex as well. Dude, that is so freaking awesome and slightly boring at the same time. Yeah, there's a lot of boringness in there. You don't have to sugarcoat it. <laughs> it it's just boring as fuck. Because like, numbers yeah. are great and everything like that, but I, I know I'm brown. I, I, I know this because I look at it every day. It's a reminder of who I am. But here's the thing. Even I don't like maths to the same level <laughs> accountants do. I'm like... What the shit are you guys on about? Oh, you need to split the differential here. You need to do your P&Ls and shit. I'm like, can I just pay you, <laughs> please? <laughs> I sound like a fucking idiot already. Can someone go ahead and yep. take care of this for me? Anyone? No. <laughs> I hate you all. This is literally what happens at tax time every year, like every three months, because I get a tax bill every three months in the UK. I'm like, I yep. hate this. I literally hate this. What do I declare? What do I say I actually have? <laughs> I'm exactly the same. Don't worry. <laughs> How is that even possible? You're an accountant. You should be like a financial wizard at this. No, I'm good. I'm good when it comes to other people's stuff. It's kind of like you know the mechanic that has the uh, the car that breaks down or whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I was in the I was setting up companies, so I didn't do tax returns and whatnot. I would set up the companies, trust, super fund. So I was on the more corp, like the business growth side of the accounting side of things. Okay. See that that's just that sounds like gibberish to me, man. I'm sorry, but really, I, I get it, but like, I mentally get it because I'm like, dude, you work, you've, you've seen corporate stuff a lot, you've worked with corporations, you know what you're doing, you own a cor- you own like a couple of corporations and co-own them, so you know what's going on, but seriously, <laughs> what the shit, <laughs> it's like, it's the craziest stuff ever, so, alright, so how did that, how did, how did you go from that, well, I kind of get how you went from that to kind of like doing your own thing, because you're like, I've set this up for so many other people, I'm going to do it for myself, woo! But like, how did you pick what market to go into? Because like, 
if I, yeah. like, what market are you actually in? Because like your social voice sounds like it's more social media, but I also know you do PPC and stuff. Yeah, so we do lead generation through social media, predominantly Facebook ads and Instagram ads. Like we like we kind of specialize. So I set up, and the reason why we have the name Your Social Voice is because when I got started, I was like, oh, I'm good on computers and I like social media. So oh, that sounds cool. I'm just going to set up a social media company. It's going to be badass, and everyone's going to give me lots of money. Didn't really start work that way. Um, so I did that. I set that the name up when I was still working. So that was um, a couple of years ago, and I set it up, and I was like. I'll get some people on the side and eventually it'll replace my income. It's like I got one person and I didn't really do anything with it. And then I decided I was like, oh, I've actually got to specialize. So then I pretty much spent a year learning, studying Facebook ads, marketing, things like that. And then I decided I would kind of like the name. So I'm just going to keep it. And, um, and then, but I'm just going to specialize. And, you know, what I, when, I, when people ask what I do, I'm just going to be, look, we help people get leads from Facebook ads. Uh, and then now we use Instagram ads only because they're on the same platform. But we kind of try to specialize. But um, yeah, at the time, I was like, oh, social media. Yeah, everyone's going to want to want that. And they're all going to give me lots of money. Um, but didn't really happen like that. <laughs> Isn't that usually the case that you're like, yeah, people can give me money. Get this. It's like, yeah. So what do you mean I have to find people to give me money? It's like <laughs> I have to talk to people? What was this digital dream I was sold on? How dare you yeah. lie to me? <laughs> bloody internet <laughs> pretty much right stupid ass marketers oh crap that's me i'm sorry <laughs> uh, that's exactly it <laughs> i curse myself every day oh man that's exactly what we do come on it's like part of the gig you wake up in the morning yell at yourself for 30 minutes calling yourself an asshole and then you start your day it's 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 the rudimental success tip that everyone should know exactly. yeah if you're not doing that that's the reason why <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's a ritual for success yeah, pretty much. Just like, you know, breakfast of champions and shit. Whoever made that shit up, I hate them. But still. <laughs> All right, so kind of moving, oh, moving on from that, i got to ask a real, like, straight up. Uh, this is a really important question because um, at the time we shoot, oh, we're, we're recording this. Are you a Star Wars fan? Um, I'm not a crazy ass fan. Like, I know some of my friends are, like, camping out. I think it releases to, in, like, in Australia anyway. It's, like, Midnight in... Yeah, twelve hours, uh, eight hours time. Yeah, um, I'm not into that, but I will go and watch it probably this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're more like, dude, I like Star Wars, right? I like Star Wars, but I'm not going to camp out in the middle of the middle of the night with the other geeks. Yeah. And I, I know I've just insulted a shitload of people right now, but your <laughs> geekiness is what drives me, and more importantly, um, I'm going to be at the premiere tonight, so yeah, I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm actually dressing up, so that's the best part as well. Oh, uh, what are you dressing up as? I'm actually going as Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Two uh, reasons: one, my hair's actually the right length for it, and the other reason is because I actually have the Han Solo waistcoat. Shut up! Don't judge me, okay? It's amazing. It's like, it's love it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you know. Plus, he's a really easy character to imitate. Everyone else, I'm like, fucking hate you. I'm not going to do a yeah. backflip with, like, a weird piece of wood in my hand. Kill somebody. <laughs> and also, I'll get arrested because I'm brown. Let's be honest. You're walking around with a piece of wood that looks like a lightsaber. Get him. He has a weapon. That shit happens, by the way. That shit really <laughs> happens. It's annoying. Like, I cannot yeah. say the word boom on the train anymore. Like, you know, if you're like, woo, I just made, like, a touchdown. I was like, boom. Check that out. I can't do that. I get arrested. <laughs> Uh, to be honest, I don't I don't do it either, but uh, it's because I don't ride money trains. But um, it's okay. Don't worry, you're not the only one. I know, but I live in London where everything's like an underground. 
So true. Everything is like, oh, I just gotta go around to here and I'd get on the tube. Oh, I'm reading a book and like, or I get a text message. And it's like, hey, you just got paid a lot of money for like writing ads. I'm like, yay! I can't say boom. I have to be like, woo, damn. <laughs> And I swear to God, my electrician just came in right now. I feel sorry for him because I know my cat just took like a horrible stinking shit right now and I can't go clean it. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> you got like an hour to wait before I even do anything. So uh, I feel sorry <laughs> for him because like Bengal shits are the worst. Anyone that says that that's different is just insane. But anyway, kind of getting away from the Star Wars Bengal shit universe there. <laughs> Let's get back into what we were talking about. So when you did your social voice and you're buying PPC, like you're buying literally leads on social media right now, I got told recently that like the ad spend has gone up like significantly higher for certain markets. Like I am, I mean, you could get a lead for around a buck to three bucks a piece. Now I think like, like you're getting them for like twelve bucks a piece. Yeah, it kind of depends on the strategy and like even the country as well. Like different countries, we can get leads at a lot cheaper prices uh, versus um, anywhere else. So yeah, it has it has increased, but I think it's because there's people doing it. Like there's just much, so many more people entering the marketplace and just driving it up. Because you know, Facebook being the auction system that it is, the more people bidding, the higher the prices are going to go. Like there's still like little pockets where you can get some really good results, and obviously everyone's going down the retargeting route and you know things like that as well, which is um, somewhat helping keep prices down. But yeah, it's um, it, it it is probably a little bit more expensive, but there's, there's still there's still a lot of room there, and especially uh, I look at Instagram as well because some days it's weird, like Instagram will just go crazy and get really good results, and then other days it's like Facebook beats it. So it's always you know as you know yourself, like testing and measuring. It's Kim, I've lost you. Dude, you there? Oh crap! 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 crap. Just gone from there. Sorry, we got cut off, so I'm going to continue on from where Kim was speaking, which is literally about how social leads more or less get more expensive over time, depending. Yeah, it's it's always a matter of testing and tweaking because we go, you know, sometimes one audience, as soon as people find out about it, it gets hammered and the prices go up. Uh, and that's why we're at the moment, like for a lot of our clients, we're testing between Instagram and Facebook. And then we're finding, you know, Instagram some days will be super cheap. And then, you know, I don't know, uh, some some crazy big brand goes and chucks like $100,000 out of it or something. And then and then the prices go up and then they always fluctuate. Um, it's it's really weird and it's different for all all my clients and the different for the countries and things like that as well. So one client like in Australia is killing it um, in his niche and then a similar target in the US is costing us like three, four times as much, which is just weird. So it's, um yeah, it's all over the place. Wow. Dude, that is like so insane. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's crazy. You think like, why, why can't it just be <laughs> a rule? That's why someone's like, you, as soon as you think you have facebook or one of the platforms figured out it's like everything changes and it's like now t t even today for example i jumped in there and it's like if i'm doing uh bidding for if i'm tracking conversions and bidding for link clicks uh, and i'm doing a manual bid for some reason none of them are getting any like they're not getting shown to anyone and then so i've got to go in change all my bidding types and uh, dick around for like <laughs> half an hour and try and figure things out and then track and, and write down which ones uh, we adjusted to test against and yeah it just becomes a um, yeah a, a very big process but it's you know it's 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 what I signed on for so <laughs> part of the job yeah it's really really crazy just exactly what we do um, in the sense of kind of like 
Honestly, if we took what we did and put it into an actual job description, you know how insane it would sound. No one would no one would sign up for that job. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but then again, I guess that's why we do it, because no one else will. Yeah, exactly. But then we get paid a lot more money for it, so happy days. So, yeah. okay, how did you actually jump into, like, six figures in your first year? I mean, did you, like, hunt clients obsessively? Did you charge more than everyone else? What, what was, like, the big thing that you did? Uh, probably both. Uh, like I, uh, I did hunt clients quite excessively. I kind of, um, I, I got, I got a lot with everything. It's like as soon as people started hearing about results, you know, like I would get slightly in Australia, slightly people that are more well known. They'd be go, hey, I see you're getting results for X Y Z person. Such so you think you could do it for me? I'm like, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, here's my fee. And yeah, I've always been told to, you know, w- when we tell people how much we charge, we charge based upon value not just based upon the price so we always go through and go okay cool well it's never just oh this is what the fee is it's based upon well what's your your customer value how well do you close you know we go through a full method to go okay cool well you know we we could just say oh it's you know eight thousand dollars but we like to go through and go actually let's let's break down your business what you're doing and how you do it and then we'll charge a portion to that um dependent on the value we can bring to your business so that's probably again another thing that helped a lot um yeah big time that's always a good thing, though. Like being recognized does help. So, all right, here's a here's a. I'm gonna come back to this later on because I do like this three things uh, part of the end, and I'm gonna get you to like give that as one of the three things because there is something insane that I do want to ask you. Um, so moving on from that, like what what's gonna be next? I mean, are you gonna just stay as a social ads guy? Are you investing in other businesses? Like, what's the thing? Where does where does Kim want to go next? Yeah, sure. Like, um, we're gonna, I'm going to build out my team more. So uh, this week I had three new people join the team and a intern who's starting in January with me. So uh, build that out a bit more so it's more robust so that I'm more so doing, I can do more of these, more podcasts. I can do more of the relationship building and joint ventures. Um, so I'm not working in the business, more so on it um, 90% of the time. And then as well, I want to use your social voice as a platform for other businesses. So like you said, like um, I've got a, a few cool ideas. I haven't, like they're in the planning stage at the moment, but next year they'll be launched and they'll be launched through your social voice. Um, so that'll allow me just to basically, um, I know Gary Vaynerchuk always talks about it, but having as like the engine behind anything. So it's like once you have a product or service, it's like you just put your, you know, you put the, it's like you've got the body, you put the engine in it and it takes off um, a lot faster than you would normally have to do. Yeah, because you've got the funds to back it up. Yeah, exactly. So, dude, that's... Traffic. Yeah, traffic's like a huge thing. So I'm going to jump into that because that, again, obviously is such a big thing. What's the best way to start off with, like, Facebook? Let's just say Instagram. Because Instagram's kind of like a big thing right now. And as far as I've been told, not many people are actually talking about doing it properly. They're like, everyone's like, like gunslinging the shit out of it. Yeah, people are just chucking at it and trying to see what sticks. Uh, what I've seen uh, to be working the best is people are still, like if you think about you know the native the platform itself, it's like people sharing their stuff, what's going on with them. One of my friends said it's basically like food porn, fitness porn, lifestyle porn. It's basically all that you get on Instagram. Um, so it needs to be like in that con, uh, context. So... Um, it needs to be like well, we put up a, a beautiful ad image, something that we would have done really great on Facebook, I think, but like a more professional image um, with a nice call to action on it, like you would on Facebook, anything like that. That doesn't get 
any traction on Instagram. What we were finding traction is what looked like organic posts of someone who took a selfie of the same product and saying, you know, same copy in the text, but the photo was different. That's getting like one of my um, clients who's in e-commerce is getting like, uh, I think he did 3K yesterday. He's on track to do about probably three and a half thousand today as well. Um, and that's purely because he's doing it in that way and we're, we're positioning it that way because we've had it, we've had the budget to test. So he said, he said, I want to know what works. I want to dominate Instagram. Um, so we said, okay, cool. He's like, not unlimited budget, but he's like, test and see what works. And those, any like the way that you would do it on Facebook doesn't work on Instagram. The the platform is the same to launch the ad. So the platform being like using Power Editor and things like that. But the way that your ads are done have to be for Instagram. So if you've just been on Facebook and you've got no, no idea about Instagram, you probably won't do that well on that platform unless you get to understand it a bit better. Spend a bit of time on there. You know, look at what gets, you know, look at people and who is getting like, you know, 80,000 likes, 100,000 likes, things like that on their images and go, what sort of image are they using? Like, no, it's not a, a Facebook ad image. It's, it's more native and more like organic, the image. So those images are working probably, and I have to pull the number, but I would say probably like five to 10 times better than uh, a traditional, like, you know, tailored ad image on Facebook. See, that's kind of cool. And also, there he goes again with the goddamn numbers. You can't, like, take him out of the accountancy firm at all, like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, man. What, you can't take the accountant out of the man. You can take the man out of the accounting firm. Yeah, that's that's the old saying that, like, we say in the old accounting firm country. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Messing with you. No idea where the hell that even came from. Um... All right, so I gotta ask pretty much like this is something I really like to know about people because I like to get to know them. Um, yep. When it comes down to like comedy, who's your favorite comedian to really follow, and also who's your favorite business person to follow? Because you mentioned Gary V, but I also want to know your favorite comedian because this is a huge thing for me. Um, I would have said that is actually a tough one. Like if I was just looking at comedians who just do live comedy. Like uh, Chris Rock is probably my favorite. Good man. Um, if I was looking at someone in a series, um, I got addicted to Community ages ago, and I love um, uh, Childish Gambino. Yeah, <laughs> Troy. Troy. Like, um, what's it called? What's his name? Donald Glover. That guy's amazing. That guy's like super yeah. talented. He's so good. And now, like, I love his um his version of hip hop as well. Is like, I love his raps and stuff. It's it's uh he's awesome. I just Freak- yeah, I love all his stuff. As well. Freaks and Geeks, one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Have you seen the community yeah, he's, version he's... of Freaks and Geeks? No, I haven't. Dude, what they did was basically they just spliced together a bunch of um videos from Community to the song Freaks and Geeks, and it works so well. It's like one of the best things you've ever seen. I'm going to watch that straight after this. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. It's a freaking awesome song with like awesome beat and stuff to it. Um, if you haven't checked, I, I really want to get Charles Gambino on my podcast one day just simply because he's like so stupidly talented. Um, yeah, definitely. And get him. It's <laughs> like, dude, yeah. I, I think if I do that, I'll just message you so you're like, dude, can I sit in as well? Why? Just because I want to talk to him. Tell him how amazing he yeah. is. <laughs> because like, Donald Glover yeah. is like stupidly talented. I mean, this is a guy that's... Um, Start off as an actor, then a rapper, then a comedian. Then he was always a comedian, but he's also a scriptwriter. Like he wrote the first three seasons of Thirty Rock. Yeah, like he's, when he was twenty-two. Yeah, the he has crazy. He's like, yeah, freak. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but he's like one so of the good. nicest guys out there. That's the other thing as well. Yeah, yeah. You see him, and you just like when he does interviews or anything like that, and you're just like, man, he just looks like it. Like I would definitely have him around my house and just chat with him every day. Like I'd just, be happy for him to just come over, <laughs> just hang with him. Yeah, but um, that's pretty cool. And I would say his stand-up is pretty good, by the way. If you've not seen it already. His what, sorry? His stand-up stand is, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah his stand-up's good too, yeah. Especially when he discusses meeting um, Chris Rock for the first time. I haven't seen that. I will have to look that up. I mean, I'm, I'm saying I like this guy, and you're pulling out all these references of things I haven't seen. Dude, it, it's <laughs> so funny, because like, um, it's this thing he did for Comedy Central, which is just brilliant. Uh, it's got like two of my favorite bits, which is, of course, the Chris Rock bit, where he's like... Um, Chris Rock literally just looked at me and was like... Um, what the hell are you doing? Like to get this gig because uh, he, he hadn't. He, it was his first big show, and Chris Rock yeah. was there, and he loves Chris Rock. And he's like, "How do I impress him and stuff?" Because but I've got, I haven't got any good material. So he goes to Tracy Morgan for advice, and Tracy Morgan's like, "Talk about dicks." <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, dudes love that show. Just talk about dicks for a whole hour." <laughs> but it's so brilliant just to watch um, Donald Glover do it because it's like so amazing. Because he actually yeah, almost impersonates right. the people, and it's brilliant. The other one is when he's on about um, your girlfriend dreaming about you fucking other women. And he's like, actually, yeah. I dream when you were sleeping with another woman. And he's like, what? And he's like, explain yourself. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> I say that. That's good. Oh, dude, it's just so brilliant. His his comedy show, Weirdo, is like brilliant as well, because that's like an hour long of just straight up humor with um, references about like Michael Sarah's Shaft. I'm actually trying to petition a Shaft movie where I can get Michael Sarah to play Shaft. <laughs> because think about it, it'll be amazing. Like he he does a great job. But again, it's just like it'd be amazing. It's like, hey baby, let's go let's go like solve some cases. And it's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Shit's not gonna fly all that well. But oh man, just I'm so glad that you actually like community. I really do. It's like it's like a little subculture within its own right. Um, like if you're a community yeah. fan, you just belong to a big. You descent, yeah, you do belong to a community that loves to show community. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so good. It's I've so good. I've never met an asshole who likes community. Like it's the best thing. Everyone that likes community is like a cool dude that you'd hang out with. You like you just have a house party. You're like yeah, let's hang out. You're a geek. Yeah. You're awesome. You're a jock. We all don't care. We, we'll hang out all together. We love the show. Never find yeah, a guy that's, that's like we would never hang out with you. Yeah, <laughs> I have to put that on my lead applications now. Do you like community? Yes or no? No. Okay. Cool. I I can't take you on as a client. Sorry. Oh, I so. had that, I had um I have Apple and Mac as uh my copywriting thing. Like I will not take on clients that are on PCs. Oh really? Yeah, I have, like, it's a really bad thing. Like, uh, I'll make the exception here and there if they're a good friend or something like that. But genuinely, I, I don't like doing it because I've, I've got to send it. I've got to send things in different formats, and I'm like, I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm me... glad I'm on a Mac then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If I if I ever took you on as a client, you'd be like, yeah, Mac. Um, so that's pretty. That's pretty cool. So, like, what was your biggest business influence? I mean, I'm curious here because that's a big one. Um. Hmm. Biggest, oh, biggest influence. Oh, that's a very good one. Um, I'm looking at my desk right now. I was like, where, what, 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 book, what book do I have on my desk that would reflect that? Um, what makes me no, feel no. smart? Aha. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, business. Like I always like it's it's kind of like 
it's not really business where oh no I suppose he is like I always liked um like old school stuff whenever I was driving to work I used to drive an hour to work every day so the two people I would always listen to um because I used to back in the day do uh, on the side again of work network marketing and shit like that Ooh. but I would listen to um Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar Zig Ziglar I absolutely um love his like ethos around things but like today modern day who I follow and who I kind of implement things off would be um, as I said mentioned like Gary Vaynerchuk but also Mark Cuban um, I've watched like all seven seasons so far of Shark Tank US um, and I just I just love him and his style um, I'm just uh, going through his audiobook at the moment too um, and there's a lot of uh, his principles that he shares and I'm just like yeah this guy is like he's just like no 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 bullshit no bravado he's just like this is how it is and, you know, listening to his story, it kind of makes sense. And it's like, yeah, I want to, like, I, I like that style. And that's how I like to be in my business as well. I love his, um, I love his voice. Like, Gary Vaynerchuk's voice is just amazing. Like, hey, it's Gary V. I'm like, dude, I love the way you say that. I really do. <laughs> it's genuinely, like, amazing. It makes me smile yeah. all the time. But um, Gary's pretty cool. I mean, he's definitely on the list of, like, people I think are just amazing. Yeah, no, he's so good. I love the um, and it was cool. Like, I don't know if you've been watching the. He's only done two, but the day the daily V's just gave us so much more insight into his into what he does in himself. And I was like, this is actually really cool. It made me like him like even even ten times more. <laughs> Agreed. He's just really brilliant. Now, one person you actually mentioned uh, was Zig Ziglar. Um, yeah. Zig was amazing. Um, funny story. His real name was Hillary. I did not even know that. I didn't think that was a dude's name. I, did, I didn't. I did not know that. That's, yeah, that's, his, his real name was Hillary. Wow. Yeah. I, I would change my name to Zig as well if that was the case. <laughs> Stand out a little bit. Call yourself Zig. But no, he's he was um, he was amazing, and it was sad that Jim Rohn died a few years before him, and then he passed away as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Like I've got a, all my um, all my top clients and. Uh, my suppliers this year got a plaque for Christmas that says help enough people get what they want. You have everything you want. Zig Ziglar on it. Like, that was their Christmas present. Wait, um, what what like, do they get? They got like a, I got, I made like a, I got like a laser engraved plaque for them. Oh, that plaque. says help okay. people get what, what they want. You will have everything you want. Oh, that's um, awesome, dude. So I gave that to them for Christmas. Cause that's kind of like one of the, philosophies I take or principles I take into my business is like you know sometimes you know I've had to do it at the start it's like you got to work for free and it's like I help people and I still get calls from people that have never paid me money and I always help them and I'm like when they go and they're like oh yeah I just um I just got a loan and invested in this I'm like oh so all that those years I've been helping you for free you didn't think that maybe you should pay me some money like to learn from me they're like oh no I can just call you anytime I was like oh see (laughs) I got rid of Um, I got rid of that in my business. Yeah, that's a good call. Well, because it's hard because the people that do it are, I've known them for so long. They're like friends, so I'll I will do it for them. But I yeah, I shouldn't. I should probably uh, cut that out. So um, yes, I, I I might have to get some pointers from you on that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. What, we'll speak a little bit after this phone call. See what's up. But all right. So I have to like. Um, I want to really ask this because it's like a really big thing for me to really get to know people. Um, and let me just check time and stuff because that's a big thing. Wow, cool. Yeah, we got like lots of time, which is great. I, can, I got you for like another half hour, which is brilliant. Um, 
So when it comes down to like really running your business and kind of understanding like the outside aspects of everything that you're doing, what influences you? I mean, like what really does influence you? Because um, I know we've spoke about Zig and all the other people. I'll give you an example. For me, it's video games. Like one of my favorite things to do when I'm having a really shitty day is switch on my Xbox, go online, play some video games. That that shit yep. calms me right down. So like, what yeah. what do you do that is your calming moment? I guess. Um. There's two th- one I need to get I want to get back into which this 2016 is the year to do that one the main thing I do is I like to go to the gym um, like even if it's sometimes I go there and I just cannot be I absolutely can't be fucked being there but <laughs> nice. I know that after I go there I will feel better and then I come back and it's like even if I go there I go like I, look just go there even if it's half an hour like I always go around pick up some weights, throw them around a little bit. After like the first set, I feel better already. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll stay and I'll do my hour normal session. Like I never, I never bitch out when it comes to that point. So that's probably the main one because I get to do a little like because you know similar to yourself, like you know, I'm pretty much inside all day. Like I, I've now got a standing desk to try and help me not have a shit posture and whatnot. But like I'm sitting down all day, so going out and doing that. And second, the one that I'm going to get back into is um. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so I'm a blue belt in BJJ. No way, I dude. I'm a, I'm a white belt in BJJ, but I'm very, very close Are... to being a blue belt. Oh, cool, man. Wicked. Yeah, so hopefully yeah, by the time yeah. this goes live, I'll be able to, like, be like, yeah, we're fellow blue belts. We have to roll sometime. Yeah. <laughs> See, another, like, another thing, you never, I've never found, oh, I found one person. I've only ever found one person who was a dick who did BJJ uh, that I've met so far. Um, but really, they were, they were not they were not bad, just uh, sometimes they're a bit of a dick, but... Um, yeah, that's like that's it's so because you have to be and like you can still go to BJJ and not and be not focused on it, but you get you get screwed. Like you'll you'll get tapped out, you know, you nothing ever happens, none of your like signature like I always have like a signature I have kind of like a signature submission. Like you never pull it off in that session and then you go home and you're like, Oh, it was so shit and the other days then you go there and you just focus, it's like you still get obviously submitted and whatnot, but it's like things that you, you do things more on purpose and I think that that like kind of I've spent the mindfulness of it makes so much difference because, like, you have to. You go in there and you go, well, I've got to get into the zone when I step on the mat because otherwise, like, I could quite easily get very hurt. Like, it's uh, it's actually like a uh, not a life threatening, but it's like it's an effect on my body. So I've got to got to pay attention. Um. All right. So I've got to ask, what is your signature submission? Uh, Americana. Really? I'd love yeah. to see if you can get me in it. Man, my Americana is like, and I've also got a way of getting it from the bottom. So if I'm in bottom, someone's in side control, I've got a reversal. That's an Americana reversal from the bottom to me getting on top in side control, finishing with Americana. See, my thing is I like to Americana people with my legs from side control. Americana people with your legs from side control. Wait, is it Americana? No, it's... Com- Wait, I always get this confused. Americana <laughs> is your hand going up... Is your hand facing, like... From top to bottom, or is it bottom like being twisted back round? It's your leveraging like. Uh, this is <laughs> okay. Hold on, just... hold on. So okay, I'll I'll lay it out to you. So I'm inside control. You're in top position. Um, are you trying to move? Like you flattened out my hand. Obviously, you got it in that lock position. Are you yeah. trying to move my elbow to my ribs, or is my elbow towards my shoulder? I move your elbow towards your ribs and then and then leverage it okay cool i was gonna say yeah that i do that with my legs from side control bottom side control bottom so you're so you're you're being controlled 
You're yeah. on the bottom. And I will tap you with my legs from side control in Americana. So I'm in side control on top. Yeah. And like, you're on say, the, say you're on top what? position. I will get your arm and yeah. I will tap you out with my legs. Oh, mate, that's a big call. We're going to have to put this onto the mat to see this. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm quite well versed with the legs, guys, because my brother does BJJ as well, and his signature finish is triangle. Oh, it's so nice. good off his it's so good off his back um so yeah i have been uh yeah i i kind of have a pretty tight game on top purely because nice. i'm used to him triangling me <laughs> dude that that is pretty cool because like um my entire game for the first year i did it was bottom game yeah and then from that it's kind of like mixed to be in top game as well um so i have like a, apparently a really good top game i don't know i mean i like when i'm on top it's very hard to push me off but the only yep. reason for that is um you know how people go for like stretching submissions, like the electric chair and shit. Yeah, I it doesn't it doesn't work on me. Yeah, well that's good. Like, I'm a I'm a bottom. I play a, a, a dirty half guard, not dirty, but I play a wicked half guard. Is my um was my uh, go to on the bottom. Oh, nice. Wait, you, we'll have to talk about this because like my thing is locked down from half guard. Let's say that's my favorite go to position. If I'm on bottom. It's either rubber, it's either rubber guard where you're not getting out, or I put you in half guard. Yeah, that's usually the no. thing, because um, uh, I'm hypermobile. I've got like hypermobility in my body. Uh, okay, I'm I'm like rigid. I'm so rigid from sitting at a desk for like twelve years. Like my flexibility and mobility is um yeah not not that good. Yeah, so like it's it's always interesting because like um a lot of my friends. The reason I say the whole Americana thing is quite simply this um. On my Facebook, if you go through it, you'll see my friend Phil literally putting me in an Americana. The only thing is he twisted my hand all the way around trying to get my shoulder to pop. And I was like, no, not happening. Like, he literally got to a point where it looked like he had snapped my shoulder out of place. I didn't feel a thing. I just sat there. I was like, this feels like I've got no feeling here. I'm in no trouble whatsoever. I'm just going to bump him now. (laughs) That's so good. That's so good. Uh, all right, next time I'm in London or you're uh, next time I'm you're in um, London or I'm in Oz, you and I go, man. We got to roll. This is gonna be yeah. a huge thing. Yeah. This is the other I thing I love as well. Like so many um, marketers and movie stars and shit like that are all into like BJJ. Yeah, like uh, yeah. Th- there's a guy that I used to train. With. There's a guy that I train with. He's a really good friend of mine. There's uh, there was, he was there was a band called Zero Cipher, like. 10 plus years ago I used to listen to them when I was in school and uh, they were a heavy metal fan and everything I didn't know this but I've, I was rolling with this guy for like a year and a half not knowing that he used to be the front man of this band oh really wow yeah like he was he was their lead singer and shit like that I had no idea and he's like the sweetest guy ever <laughs> I'm like my brain literally uh, broke because like all the guys in the gym because we all found out they found out and they told me I was like, no way, not Duncan. That, Duncan can't be like, you know, he, he doesn't have the voice. He's too, he's too much of a sweet guy. And yeah. then you watch the stuff and you're like, holy crap, Duncan has some vocals. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like... And I, I, I train with him all the time. He's, he's, he's like a deserving blue belt, but he's just like whooping my ass. Cause I've taken the last kind of like six, uh, the last year, uh, since I moved to London, I've not been able to train it as much as I want to. And, that's my big goal for 2016 is I'm not going to compete next year. I'm just going to train for the whole year. Yeah. Um, and the reason is because before I'm before like my gym down in Plymouth uh, in England, 
uh, team Kenny Baker, BJJ, those guys, um, <clears throat> Kenny does not promote you very easily. Yeah. Like with him, you have to be on the mat maybe four or five times a week, between three and five times a week um, for a couple of hours for a full year before he even considers giving you a blue belt. Yeah, and the only reason you consider it is that you actually have dominated and you're progressing and stuff like that. Because I fight at seventy to seventy six kilos, well, I don't know what oh. that is in pounds. That's like my weight class. I always get the biggest fucker. I have like the biggest weight division ever when I go in there. I'm like, I'm gonna fight. Yeah. Tw- I'm gonna fight like yeah. eight guys to get gold medals. Shit, <laughs> it's never. I'm in, I'm, I'm in the ninety to hundred, so I get like one fight. <laughs> you get one fight and you're done. You're like, huh got a gold yeah <laughs> I, I actually literally hate you guys so much because i'm just like fine because my last fight i decided to go to middleweight i was like screw this i'll go to middleweight and see what happens i got my ass handed to me at middleweight on top of that it was just the it was just the worst because i was like there's more people at middleweight than there are at lightweight what the shit because <laughs> at lightweight this time at lightweight there was like four at middleweight there was like nine i'm like seriously Seriously, it's always the other way around. <laughs> well, I guess that just makes us better. And yeah, see, this is the thing. We love BJJ. It really mellows you out because it is a thing. Like when you're on the mats, if you if you don't train BJJ, I suggest you do. Like start doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, simply because it's a really good way to like mellow your mind out when you're rolling. Like you hit like a state of meditation. I don't know about you. Do you ever get that? Exactly, and it's like I remember I, I watched um or I read the book the no I watched the Peaceful Warrior, um and then I went and did BJJ that day. I was like my mind was fully empty. It was like all I could think of was like okay cool now like I'm very methodical with my game. I was like okay cool what's the next step? Okay, I'm grabbing the toes or whatever it may be, and I just went through and I was like this is the that's like the best role ever. I was like as you say, it's just you just fully mellowed out because all you're focusing on is like cool what's next it's like you can't go ahead and go oh i'm gonna get to this exhibition i'm gonna americana with my legs it's like you got to just get to the next spot and the next spot like you can't you can't focus too far ahead of anything otherwise you'll get beaten yeah that's like the most amazing thing in life though and bjj is like a complete what life is in my opinion it's like a complete representation of it yeah Um, definitely and not to toot my own horn here, because you know when you're like just saying stuff one day, and then you say something really stupidly philosophical, and you're like, "I'm gonna write that down." Um, I said something about that, like on this article I did for Ambitious.com. Uh, how am I gonna freaking find it? It was like something about like positioning, um, your body and stuff. What? Uh, stupid ass pop-ups. Uh, yeah, that's it pretty much. One of the things that you learn about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is that you have to learn to go with the flow because as soon as you move to, to the next position, you have a whole new set of options. When you resist, that's when it becomes painful and difficult. So if you become aware of where you are, um, what your options are, and if you're being shifted, just remember, just try and remember, it's like a dance of life between dominant and subservient positions. You will understand that each one has its own op- options and basically how to win from the position you're in. And that's why I've taken away from Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And it's true in life. Like, yeah, if you. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, like if you resist anything, you, you block flow. And if you block flow, you get like a dam buildup and then everything else just goes to shit. Yeah. <clears throat> gotta, love, gotta, gotta love the BJJ guys. So that's pretty <laughs> cool. So, um, 
damn, dude, my brain just wants to talk about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu all the time. We're going to step away from that for the time being because I want to, like, there is only a few minutes left on this. I do want to ask you something because I do this with everyone that comes onto the show, and I want to do it with you as well. And that is, like, everyone has either a entrepreneur or an entrepreneurial stage where they're at right now, but everyone can get that one piece of advice that moves them forward. It could be the same advice that everyone gives them or whatever it is, but it has to come from someone that it just might trigger something. So let me ask you something. What are three pieces of advice you'd give to someone in either one of those steps, either as an entrepreneur or a entrepreneur, they can better build their business, whether it's getting clients um, and how they can do that, or if it's getting um, better at like charging more money, or more importantly, in the third one, is the mindset that they could have. Like, what are three tips that you can give anywhere? Like, it doesn't have to be those three, but it's like anywhere to do with business. Like, what three tips would you give? I'm going to give two philosophical and then I'll try and do a businessy one. So one is like I always see this all the time. It's like do or do not. There is no try. It's like either do it or you don't do it. So you can't try to do anything. Um, you, you know, try and lift up a chair. Nothing happens. So um, do or do not. There is no try. The second one is I only just – and I just wrote a whole post about it, kind of a sales post, but also because I, I just – from uh, uh, Mark audio, and it said that, Everyone has the possibility or the probability of being a winner, but not everyone has the possibility of preparing. Or I'm kind of paraphrasing there, but uh, it's like you and I have the same possibility that we could win in anything. We could win in jujitsu, we could win in business, we could win in anything, we could make a ton of money, but will we prepare? It's like, and again, if we go liken it back to jujitsu or business, it's like if I go to step on the mat and I haven't trained for six months, I didn't prepare. Most likely, you're going to beat me. But if mm-hmm. I was on there every day preparing, training two hours a day, and then I step on the mats, I'm prepared to be the winner. I'm prepared to actually win. So, and then the same in business. It's like if, and I did it. I liken it because obviously I do marketing. I was like, who's prepared for 2016? Like, have you actually prepared? Have you got your marketing strategy in place? Have you got the camp? Like, do you know what the first campaign is you're going to run? Because you have the same possibility as anyone else to win in business next year. But are you prepared to? So, like, that's I, I heard that, and I was like, "This is oh, I pulled over my car, wrote it down. I was like, I listened to the audio um, audio book on the uh, Bluetooth, and I was like, "Yeah, I've got to write this down because that's just so true." Mm-hmm. Um, the next, the next one I would say is a business one, which I would say is systemize things before you need to systemize them, purely because that's that was a, a sticking point for me in my business was I got to a stage where. I had a shit ton of stuff going on and I was like, oh, now I need to have the systems to support all this work because I've done so much. I've done, I'm good at selling. I'm good at marketing and I'm getting leads coming in. But it's like, oh, shit, I've got I've to support this now. So if I had gone through and built the systems as I was going in the early days when I didn't have as many clients and just gone, cool, what does the client buyer journey look like? Or cool, what happens once they come in or, or how do I manage the workflow? Then it would have made... It would have made given me you know uh, a week's less worth of stress you know probably aged me less 10 years <laughs> probably aged 10 years by not having that in place um so i think that's probably the biggest one and and it sounds stupid and most people probably won't do it but if there's something that you could take away i would say that's 100 percent one of the most important things good stuff dude that's pretty awesome i'm like really really glad that you said those so where can people go ahead and get more information from you like really just get to know more about you would be your Facebook, your Twitter, or your website or all three. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, all three. I mean, like our website has a lot of uh, like I, I don't I try and brand around the business so it can go bigger than me. Um, if you want to see more about me specifically, um, add me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash real Kim Barrett. I also started a Facebook group called K Bombs with Kim. Um, so that's a group where I'm sharing like any cool marketing stuff that comes up. But also in 2016, I'm going to do a um, Facebook Ads Friday where anyone can jump on. A, it's going to be a free webinar Q&A where people can jump on, ask the issues of what's going on in Facebook and things like that or any issues they're having with their ads or whatever. Um, and I'll give, I'm will give. i going to do that for like an hour every Friday. Um, so I'm going to call it, yeah, Facebook Fridays. Dude, that's pretty awesome. Guys, go check out um, site again. I want to say the social yoursocialvoice.com.au how am i forgetting that i almost said social speak but yoursocialvoice.com.au check it out because kim it's been an honor having you man thank you so much for doing this no worries thank you for having me